0: Welcome to Cloudlandia,
1: Mr. Sullivan.
0: What are you eating? I can hear the crackle. Of the yeah. There's something that you're not revealing to the audience right off. I would like to. Is that right? You heard. I'd this like, crackle. I would like this. Cr- that sound right there. Yeah, I would like full transparency, please.
1: All right. Well, I have in my hand. I've noticed that. um, my voice has sometimes been getting a little, uh, raw. And so what I have in my hand right here is an individually wrapped Ricola dual action mm-hmm. honey lemon lozenge, which I've got at the ready just in case. Yeah. 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 Yes. Little inside, I, uh, inside podcast secrets there. I can see the but what commercial a here. The, uh, I,
0: have scenery, to say I you can...
1: have. I can see the Swiss
0: um, um you know the Swiss horn blower the Ricola. Ricola. I, I that's right Ricola, yeah yeah that's nicely done actually <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah so uh that's good that's good yeah yeah and uh that was uh that was a really good uh, um Uh, wrap-up two hours that we had the other day on uh, the Free Zone. Yes, it really uh, was. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm starting to see. uh, We're getting a lot of interest. Uh, We have a terrific uh, wealth manager from the Bay Area, Alan Olson, who's starting in December. And um, uh, I'm talking to Richard Rossi, who... We all know very well, and he's talking mm-hmm. about the early part of next year and i have a how nice um well, I have a really great i p lawyer coming in and uh he's coming in you know the early months of um two
1: thousand and twenty
0: one so you yeah. adding a lot of talent talent to the ranks
1: that's what i am what i'm noticing is how how long have we been doing this group now how how many um
0: It'll be three three years in April, I think. So, yeah, three years okay. in April.
1: Yeah. Three years in April and largely um, the same people. I mean, we've got a really good core group that's been from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm noticing there's a shorthand there of we're getting more and more layers of, um, you know, awareness of what, what everybody does. And mm-hmm. starting to see a lot more collaborative um, opportunities there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah. it's kind of interesting. Yeah, you'll be interested in something. I've just modified a previous form and created a new one. <clears throat> uh, the previous one was the moving future, which is a standard for the 10 times the ambition program. Mm-hmm. and uh, well yeah, that's been in place for um ten ten years, maybe nine or ten years. We've had that, but I was thinking of a free zone future um uh, mm-hmm. free zone future one, and it's um designed the same way, so the layout is very very similar but um you'll be you'll be interested in this because I borrow from my friend Dean. I went to, uh, I needed something and I went to the Dean Jackson, um, the well ideas, ideas for rent, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, special. And uh, I just have to bring it up on my computer here. Okay. Yeah. Right there. I'm just clicking on it right now. Come on. Just obey me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, very, very, very interesting, and uh, I just have to, you know, technology has to be cooperative too. You know, it's not just humans. <laughs> <laughs> people are probably saying, "What happened during this period?" Oh, yes, yeah, we were. Listening well, let me tell to people something. that while we're
1: waiting, thanks to our sponsor Ricola, about the wonderful yeah. delights of the honey uh, lemon that is oozing down my throat, coating my my uh, vocal cords.
0: Yeah, well, anyway, across the top on the moving future, you have morale, momentum, and motivation, and it's mm-hmm. uh, morale for the last 90 days, momentum for the next 90 days, and then motivation for the next. And uh, then I have uh, something very, very interesting, I have, um, so what I have for the pre-zone future is ambition, creativity, and cooperation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So those are the big words. And then on the next line down, uh, I have, um, vision capability and,
1: and reach. Oh, yes. I'm very familiar with that.
0: Yes. And then the next line down, where we usually have last 90 days right now and next 90 days, instead, I have commitment, courage and um and uh capability mm-hmm. okay, uh, and confidence, confidence, mm-hmm. okay And so if I put the three in each box together, what you have is ambition, vision. And commitment. Wow, very nice. And then you have creativity, capability, and courage.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. Courage,
0: yeah. And then the next one, uh, you have uh, cooperation, you have reach, and you have confidence.
1: I like this. This is great.
0: Yeah. And then you just brainstorm, you just brainstorm uh, what these are. You just brainstorm mm-hmm. and how many of them you have. And then down at the bottom, what I have is thinking about your thinking. What are the five new things that you have thought about and just seeing where you are in brainstorming for ambition, creativity, and, um, and
1: for reach? Or That's for, one of the uh, great
0: cooperation
1: yeah that's one of the that's the great thing about these tools is the the insight you know that you get from from those yeah and being able to about, summarize that thinking about mm-hmm. your
0: thinking you know, and I have a book in the offing in other words, it's one of the quarterly books it's called thinking about your thinking
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: said that most people in fact don't. <laughs>
1: Most people don't think about their thinking; they just uh, it just no. happens.
0: They, in they background think about a lot thinking. of other. They think about a lot of other things, but they don't think about their thinking. And, and say, "Well, what are they? If they're not thinking about their thinking, what are they thinking about?" I said, "Well, they're thinking about things." Yes, they're thinking about That's things, true. and uh-huh. and and I've been in conversations with people where. Uh, for the better part of the time that I was with them, they were talking about, they own this, they're thinking about buying this, and they're fixing this up, and they're trading this, and they're going online, and they're seeing if they can get this. And it's all about things. It's not about, um, you know, it's not about what they're thinking about are thinking. Yeah. uh, about, About things. They're just thinking about the things. And then other people think about people. Yes. And they're thinking about this person, that person, this person, and they have technology which allows them to do this nonstop from morning till night.
1: Yes. That's wonderful. and then uh mm-hmm.
0: and then other people think about thoughts. Okay, they think about thoughts and uh but they're not their thoughts, they're other people's thoughts.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: um uh, uh, I would say that almost all the killing on the planet, in, in since the very beginning, has happened about people who um, think a thought and they don't like that other people are thinking a thought. In other words, other people are thinking a thought that doesn't agree with the thought that they're thinking. But neither side's actually thought up the thought. They, it was somebody else's thought that they were defending or trying to defeat and everything. So Uh if you think about those three activities, thinking about things, thinking about people, thinking about thoughts, that could pretty well use up an entire lifetime without once during that period of time as actually thinking about your thinking.
1: Mm. Now that's not um, table 10 talk. (laughs) You know, when we go to table 10, I think that's part of the the delight of table 10 is I don't think we've talked about, I don't think we've ever talked about things (laughs) or things like that. I mean, it's so, uh, yeah.
0: Well, you peripherally and I peripherally uh, have a discussion about the four C's lifetime, Uh, you Mm -hmm. know, the four C's lifestyle. And, mm-hmm. uh you know, and um who, not how, as it relates to our personal life, we both thought,
2: mm-hmm.
0: thought about that. But who, not how and the four, uh, four seasons lifestyle are our thoughts that we've kind of created and developed and expanded and, um you know, in the marketplace. So they're not. Other people's thoughts. You know, there's uh nobody Mm -hmm. else's thought that I I can't I'm in touch with a lot of thoughts going back twenty five hundred years and I um I don't remember Aristotle ever talking about the four C's lifestyle.
1: The four seasons lifestyle, that's right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And uh Mm. Plato, Plato Plato definitely wasn't into Who Not How, you know, he wasn't Who Not How kind of guy. Right. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, uh, cheese and rich uh cheese and whiskers, no, nah.
1: mm. uh,
0: yeah, looking at Thomas Aquinas here, no, yep. no, cheese and whiskers, whiskers. no and more Thomas cheese whiskers Aquinas whiskers.
1: So, that's right, yeah. uh-huh, yeah. yeah, yeah, boy, it's fun when you think like when you start thinking about the collective stuff like this, like how you know, you build this body of um of thought. You know, that build on each other. And I think that's mm-hmm. really, um, I think that's really something.
0: Karl mm-hmm. Marx, the eight profit makers, the eight profit making. Mm-hmm. The, Karl Marx, K- Karl Marx had no feel for
1: that whatsoever. That's right <laughs> <laughs> that, the opposite of that. That's exactly right. Let's cut yeah. out
0: the, yeah.
1: Yeah, the profit stiflers, the yeah. eight
0: profit stiflers. <laughs> he had no feel yeah. for it. He had no feel for that. Well, oh, there so are funny. people. Uh, there are people who kill over the thoughts of Karl Marx, you know, and uh, yeah, you know, and uh, <clears throat> you know, and uh, and so when you think about it, I'm going to draw this book. It was just saying, but all you have to do to think about your thinking is um, to look back over the last ninety days and say, um, where did I make my greatest gains? okay and let's just take the four freedoms let's just take mm-hmm. four freedoms where did i increase my freedom of time my freedom of money my freedom of relationship and freedom of purpose <clears throat> in order to do that you have to depart from the world of thinking about things thinking about people and thinking about other people's thoughts and you have to look at your own experience um <clears throat> And you're the only person who has access to that experience. So right off the bat, if you're thinking about those experiences, it's unique. It's never happened before. No one's ever thought about your particular
1: set of experiences before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot this week about the um, about Cloudlandia and about the you know, we we're talking about the vision capability and reach. And one of the things, this is a thought that I had, I had a nice talk to Eben Pagan for about an hour the other day, which is a rare uh, thing. Hadn't done that in a long time with him. Um, but you know, we were talking about coaching and we were talking about the, um, he's, he's running a program for virtual coaches um, now. And one of the thoughts that I've been having is this idea of moving into the results as a service economy, and mm-hmm. I'm wondering about the um, you know the role of coaching or the next evolution of coaching in a way that um, that Cloudlandia is offering the opportunity for in a way that it yes. hasn't been possible. It, you know, many, many years. So
0: no, I'm, well, no, I think that the two go together, that yeah. the emergence of Cloudlandia and the emergence in emergence of coaching, actually one is not possible without the other.
1: So here's an interesting thought. This is the way I described it to Evan and I've been thinking this way. So I'll, um, I'll share the, the, the thought process here, the, the show my work, the path to get here. I was thinking, just um, you know, as a um, metaphor that, or an analog that. Let's say that there's an established marketplace for completed Rubik's cubes. That a completed Rubik's cube has a value. Of a thousand dollars in the marketplace, Mm -hmm. but there's a there's a ready buyer for Rubik's cubes at a thousand dollars. Now, if somebody gets this idea that hey, you can make money solving Rubik's cubes, that there's a market for it. So, if you were to take that approach, the rugged individual, the Uh, how do I do this is the first thought. Well, how do I complete a Rubik's Cube? And so somebody might go and buy up a bunch of Rubik's Cubes or, you know, buy up raw materials, Rubik's Cubes, and say, I'm going to solve Rubik's Cubes, even though they don't know how. And their Mm -hmm. first thought would be, okay, I'm going to figure it out. And they take the Rubik's cube. And first of all, in order to be able to do it, you need to, I need in order to do it at scale, you need to be able to solve one Rubik's cube. If you can't solve one, you can't solve a thousand of them, right? You've got to be able to know how to solve one. So the first Mm -hmm. job is to figure that out. Now the rugged individual would take the Rubik's cube and through sweat equity and trying to uh, great effort and experimentation try to figure out how to solve a rubik's cube now the next level of of person might think i think i could buy a book on how to solve a rubik's cube or watch some <laughs> little watch some videos or a little you know uh, a udemy course or something that i could learn to solve the Rubik's cube. And they would find out very quickly with just a little bit of research that there is a algorithm that will in 28 moves maximum solve a Rubik's cube from any unsolved state. Meaning if you take this Rubik's cube and you do these 28 moves, Somewhere between the 20th move and the 28th move, the Rubik's cube will pass through a solved state. So if you know, that just for formula, my,
0: uh, just just for my benefit, since I've never involved myself in this activity, what is a
1: completed Rubik Rubik's cube? Have you ever seen those cubes, Dan? That are no,
0: I know, I know, I know what it looks oh. like. I know what it looks like, but I, I, uh, since uh, it didn't attract my attention, you know. Uh, my brain okay, was so a completed something. one.
1: A completed Rubik's cube is when all the colors on all sides, all nine mini boxes, are all the same colors on the Color. uh, okay. on their
0: appropriate. And they're and there are six sides. There are six sides.
1: That's exactly right. So there's six, okay. six sides, six colors, and every so they're all. Uh, All nine boxes are in, uh, are the same color. Mm -hmm. That's the solved Rubik's Cube. And you do it by twisting and, and, uh, and calculating. Okay. So that's what I was saying is that from any unsolved state, there are 28 moves that if you like, you know, turn it back to, and then the top you turn right three, you Mm -hmm. know, that those kind of things. If you do these 28 moves, Somewhere between the 20th move and the 28th move, you'll have a completed Rubik's Cube. Now, mm-hmm. ac- access to that knowledge probably reduces your time that it would take you to, to figure it out on your own, if you would ever figure it out on your own. Yeah, And it increases the likelihood that you will be able to figure it out. And it does it, but it's asynchronous and you have to put in the, uh, you know, you have to connect the dots. It's just the instructions for it. No human interaction in this. Mm-hmm. You just somebody figured out, Hey, I know how to do it. Here's my blueprint for it. Go for it. Right. I'll sell you the blueprint for $25. A mm-hmm. book, whatever it is. Right. Okay. Then. And I, my visualizing on this was really almost at a flea market that we're going to, you know, progressive tables at the free market. That the first one offers Rubik's Cubes for, you know, for, you know, five dollars. You can buy a, a unfinished Rubik's Cube. Then at the next table for twenty five dollars, you can buy the book that shows you how to solve a Rubik's Cube. For twenty five dollars, mm-hmm. okay. Then the next stage would be, I'll help you solve the Rubik's cube, right? Take my course mm-hmm. on how to solve the Rubik's cube, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. may spend, you may spend, uh, you know, you may spend a hundred dollars to go to a little course where you're in a room with people who are all figuring out how to solve the Rubik's cube, and the thing would be that you're taking group coaching about this and hopefully your you and your peers all together are collectively going to figure this out right mm-hmm. and at the next table there's private rubik's cube coaching i'll show you how to i'll work with you one on one to help you solve this rubik's cube and that may be $250 to have mm-hmm. a rubik's cube coach who will show mm-hmm. you how to do it and guide your hands and manipulate you through the process. And then the next gap up would be the, uh, the let's say then there's a table at the end that says, I buy Rubik's cubes for $1,000. Finish Rubik. Rubik. Finish Rubik's cubes. Finish. I buy finished yeah. Rubik's cubes for $500 for $1,000. But where I'm saying is that this is the 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 um, current state of coaching is somewhere along that progression. And what I'm proposing is that there's, I think, a market opportunity for someone to put a boost in between right beside the completed Rubik's Cube that says completed Rubik's Cubes Five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you could buy the completed Rubik's cube for five hundred dollars, and then just mm-hmm. walk one step to the next table and turn it in for a thousand. Another
0: five hundred, mm-hmm. a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Where you could double yeah. your your money. So you mm-hmm. just take it. It's the ultimate who not how. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I wonder. You know, there is something interesting both in the scale of that that I was talking about, the raw material for five dollars, the knowledge for twenty five dollars, the help you know, the, the course for a hundred dollars, the coaching for two hundred and fifty dollars, twenty five percent. And but you could buy the finished thing with no time investment and you could buy multiples of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. You could buy as mm-hmm. many as you have Cash for, you could take mm-hmm. all the Rubik's cubes and then turn them in. It's the, it's the, when you have a who that doesn't require any of your time. And I think mm-hmm. that this, this is where I think there's big Cloudlandia opportunities here, yeah. is to really just get down to the bottom of it, that it's what you really want, what people, in most cases, in a lot of cases, really want is they want the the end result. Like I look at the, you know, the 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 marketplace for completed Rubik's cubes and all of this is is, you know, but story. It's just you know mm-hmm. metaphors kind of thing. But the um, you know the end thing is that what people are are applying. Um, But what people are are taking coaching for or consulting or any of these things, it's not the terminal result. You know, the terminal result is the actual exchange in the marketplace, right? Where their payoff is the result for the end user, like the terminal um, thing of it is, when somebody is completed, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there was, uh, there's a scene from an Indiana Jones movie um, that you uh, um, search for the Holy, the Holy Grail? Or it's, mm-hmm. uh, no, the uh, search for the Ark, it's the Ark of the, uh, covenant, mm-hmm. co- covenant, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford, is in a marketplace in hostile territory, and the crowd clears. And there's this man who's got two swords, and he whips them, you know. And he's about six foot, six foot seven, and
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: and um you know, and he's clearly, you know, um, very, very skilled at using two swords in a fight, and uh, Indiana Jones is in a hurry, so he watches the guy swishes, you know, he's demonstrating his thing, and then Indiana Jones pulls out his pistol and shoots the guy, and yeah. then he gets on with things. So the, 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 what, I, what I sense is that uh, some people have a nose for uh, a fundamental activity that's always going to work, Um, to their benefit and it's always going to be valuable and they go right to that and they bypass any intermediate intermediate steps Um, and um, so i'm going to put a couple of metaphors together here and come back and look at the rubric cubes so there's indiana jones now Indiana Jones said, "You know, when you go to foreign territory, you've got to be able to be good with two swords." And so he spends two hours, two years of his time, learning how to switch swords like the other person did. Uh, mm-hmm. But Indiana Jones is on a mission to find something, and this man is just an obstacle in the way. And so he uses, um, um, you know. A pistol, you know, a loaded pistol to yeah. eliminate the other man's, the other man is clearly more skilled than Indiana Jones is. And, uh, you know, if Indiana Jones had practiced for two years to meet this man, uh, it's not guaranteed that Indiana Jones would beat him. So, uh, but Indiana Jones didn't have a goal of beating this guy. He had He just, the other guy was just an obstacle and he Got rid of him, so that's the yeah. metaphor here uh, if you know, if you want to know what people train for you got to get a feel for what the final result is that they're, mm-hmm. they're looking for okay yeah so and uh, rubrics cube for some people would be the defining moment in their life in other words, they have a goal that mm-hmm. they finally got the Six colors on six sides, so um each each side is just the six colors, one through nine, I guess, and uh, is it letters or is it letters or numbers I'm not. I'm
1: they're not just sure. sides yeah no, no letters or numbers oh they're
0: just they're just colors right they're just they're just colors.
1: colors,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah <clears throat> and uh the other thing now is thinking you know we're talking about the the age of credentials we're having gone to a certain university and studied certain subjects and got a degree, and then you have a title that goes along with the degree. So I was thinking about that in terms of strategic coach entrepreneurs going back the 31 years, a little bit more than 31 years, we've had strategic coach clients. And I've had roughly about 6,000 plus who have been in my workshops over... The last 31 years, I never remember an entrepreneur ever bringing up where they went to university, what Mm -hmm. they studied, uh, what kind of degree they have.
2: Mm -hmm. It's
0: just never come up as a subject. And yet, this is a major topic of conversation in the non-entrepreneurial world. Mm -hmm. No, I went to the most famous rubric. Cube University in the world. than I had oh, Professor So and So, and he taught. I <laughs> studied
1: right under Mister Rubik. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, yeah, Mister Rubik. I mean, he he he's married to Mister Rubik's daughter, you know, uh-huh. and and he inherited the Rubik fortune. So you yeah know, this, is, this is the this is the real deal, and and uh, but that has no. I, I have absolutely no interest. In this topic, I have no interest in the skill, and I don't care who Mr. Rubric was, and yeah. um, you know how, how his daughter turned out. And uh, so, so the whole point is that it seems to me that there's an infinite, uh, infinite uh, opportunity for coaching because you're, you're always going to find somebody of uh, people who are passionately interested in this topic, and they judge themselves not to be where they want to be you know, skill-wise. And they'll pay for the, they'll pay, they'll pay for making the journey from not so good to really good. Yeah. And I guess you call that coaching.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, but, I, and I think that that's really, um, that there's an opportunity then that for that last, uh, that last step, the next terminal yeah. step, you know, um, yeah, it's really
0: interesting. YouTube is very interesting in this mm-hmm. uh, in this conversation. So Sam Palter is Stephen Palter's youngest son. So I would say he's probably about thirteen or fourteen years old. And uh, so he has probably for the last five years. So that take him back to like second or third grade. He said. Any topic that my teacher brings up in any subject or my teacher's when I go to school, any topic uh I can go home that night and I can look at five different youtube um uh, explanations of this topic and the next morning uh-huh. i know more I know more than my teacher does
1: uh-huh. he says
0: i he says I tested out every class, every teacher. And the moment they bring up a topic and explain it the next morning using five YouTube videos, I know more about the topic than
1: they do. So he's like, uh, yeah, so tomorrow, next week we're gonna talk about this, this, and this. So by the way, yeah, you go home, you can watch these uh videos and know more than your teacher. That's pretty yeah. that is true that when you take like Khan Academy into the situation too,
0: which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. just
1: the most amazing um oh yeah. You know, uh, I went through I went
0: through I went through algebra um late, late. I hadn't been I, I hadn't you know hadn't been in touch with algebra as a a, a classroom topic since wow. uh, you know since nineteen
1: when would that have been? Well, right, I'm 58, looking, uh, I have in my library Euclid's uh elements in uh, in my library as a uh, oh, yeah. result of a conversation we had.
0: Yeah. I have well, that. book one, one the there's great. book one book one there's forty seven propositions. Uh-huh. uh and and uh I one year memorized all forty seven and I could go from number one to number forty seven because they wow. build on each other. They build That's on each other.
2: That's interesting. Yeah
0: yeah yeah. Yeah. And uh and but the Khan Academy is so great because, uh, you know, I was looking at, um, what was I looking at? Set theory. Do you know what set theory is?
1: No. How are you saying it? S-E-T.
0: S-S-E-T, theory. It's called set theory. It's a form oh, okay, of
1: mathematics. No. Oh yeah. Okay. Set theory. Yeah. Yeah. Of course.
0: It's a form of logic. Okay. So, um, 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 i will establish uh a set uh, okay um selling okay so the set is sell- selling. Uh-huh. selling okay
2: uh-huh.
0: um um keys okay whiskers mm. now Cheese and whiskers are subsets of selling. Okay. Okay. Yep. Selling cannot be a subset of cheese. Subset cannot be a subset of whiskers.
2: So mm-hmm. they
0: are understandable. Uh, uh, cheese and whiskers, that, uh, according to Professor Jackson, uh-huh. who, who I happen to know, as my, I happen to have an exclusive table 10 relationship with That's Professor right. Jackson in two different French restaurants in Toronto. Okay. Spend hours, spend hours, new things were created out of the conversations. So when I say that cheese and whiskers are subsets of selling, I got it from professor Jackson. So I know that in the realm of set theory, uh, they are subsets of selling uh, cheese and whiskers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's so I, I just want to let you know. But what it is, it proves that artificial intelligence cannot be superior to human intelligence.
1: Because it can't know that. It can't understand how the connection... Uh,
0: human, intelligence, <laughs> human intelligence invented math, human intelligence invented... Um, yeah, uh, uh, microchip, microchip technology, human intelligence, and and artificial intelligence is just a subset of human intelligence.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I like this. I mean, that's I've heard those things like. So that what
0: I'm be... trying to put together here is that people are interested in all sorts of things. Uh, yeah, and and I think what Evan is pointing at that the internet expands almost to the point of infinity. Uh, the number of different things that people would be interested in that they would pay yes. for coaching to get better at that thing.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: Yeah. And I, I agree with that. Totally.
1: I do too. I mean, and yeah. so, so your access to it, your access to it is, is so, uh, yeah. you know, unlimited. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And, the only question, and you raise the bar. I mean, you, the, the only question is intellectual property law.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and you look at—I mean—you think of things like you know the um, that level of courses and things like at that level, um, you know, level three or on our situation, uh, the master class and um (laughs) con academy and you all youtube i would put in that uh category where you can learn um yeah how to do things
0: well it was interesting i was having a discussion with um with uh, um chris and brandon Voss. um you know the Chris Voss and his son.
1: I was just going to bring up his master class. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah. And the condition was that if master class took their thing, master class then owned their intellectual property. And Chris said, no, you don't. No, you don't."
2: Yeah.
0: And he says, well, we own all the intellectual property of all the people that's on master class. And he said, well, then you have a decision to make. If you want my material on master class, you're going to have to make an exemption for me because yeah. you're not going to own my intellectual class. And the master class gave in.
1: Yeah, right. That seems like nobody would. Why would somebody give up their intellectual property to be? Yeah, that's. um, hmm. Yeah, that's it's. Uh, it's I mean, it brings up
0: interest because ownership. You know, there's this yeah. thought. There, uh, this is a thought that's in. The, Silicon Valley world that um, ownership will just disappear. People won't own things. People will just pay a little bit to, to use things. They won't own it. And I says, well, somebody's owning it. Somebody's owning it. I mean, if it's on
1: that's true. The that's internet. That's the thing about. Somebody, say about houses, you know, about the real estate market. That <laughs> if, if people stop buying homes, well, they're gonna. They're not gonna stop living in homes. And, no, and somebody has to own the homes that people are living yeah. in. So it's not the yeah. shelter the shelter business is not going out of style. Yeah. It's firmly entrenched on one of our Maslow's well, hierarchy.
0: But <laughs> the interesting need, thing is that own property means more to people than rented property.
1: Yes. Yes, it does.
0: You will, yeah. infin- you will infinitely pr- improve own property, but mm-hmm. you you will minimally improve rented property.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I'm not saying you won't keep it nice and clean and everything else. You will,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, but it has no value. You're not adding really any value. You're only surface
1: you're- surface yeah uh, surface improvements yeah. right yeah aesthetic yeah. improvements yes yeah, so you're not gonna. Add on more yeah. space, or add on, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, okay. So I'm gonna throw a zinger at you. Okay. I'm gonna throw a zinger. The rubric. Uh, let's go back to Rub Rub
1: Rubik. Rubik. Rub Rubik. Rubik's rubik. Cube. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Rubik's a uh, Rubik's cube. And yeah. I'm saying, you know, uh, the world is in dire danger now from climate collapse. Okay, climate collapse. And therefore, humans, if they're using their time trying to become better at Rubik's Cube rather than devoting themselves to saving the planet, uh, mm. we're gonna deem that, that that's um that's immoral. That's well you immoral. know, most
1: of the Rubik's Cubes are made of plastic too. So they're part of the problem.
0: It's even, even it's even, <laughs> worse, than yes, it's even exactly. worse than I thought.
1: Yeah. It's even worse than I thought. Yeah.
0: It's even worse than I thought. It's even worse than I thought. Yeah. So this uh this uh this movement towards greater mastery of Rubik's Cube, I say is a threat to the climate. Mm. On two fronts. On two fronts. Yeah. First of all, it's made out of plastic. And then uh secondly, they're using time which could be devoted to saving the planet
2: mm-hmm. on
0: mastering Rubik's Cube. And mm-hmm. the, in a sense, they're kind of stealing from the other human beings on the planet.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes. You so what,
0: what do you say to that? What do you say? Um,
1: I, You know, what I, I, what I can't get past around uh, climate is my, uh, like, I know there were ice ages. And at some point, the Earth, warmed itself up out of an ice age. Mm-hmm. Well, long before the combustion engine or coal. And I'm just curious what, what makes us feel like this time is a hundred percent human caused.
0: Mm
1: hmm. Yeah. I don't know
0: yeah well i think uh first of all uh, uh the um uh, the the and the other thing is that there were um virtually uh two things one is that you have to be measuring something you have to have a constant sense of measurement mm-hmm. as there's, as I can figure, we came out of the last ice age. Uh, to the point where people said uh, the last ice age was over at such a time. And there, and I can figure it's around 8,000 years ago. It's around 8,000 years ago. And uh, and what's been generally true that every, for the most part, let's say every century, kind of counting in 100 years, so it would be 80 centuries, 80 centuries, uh, at the end of every century, there had been noticeable um, um, disappearance of ice on mm-hmm. the planet. So every century for the last 80 centuries, the amount of ice on the planet covering land has been less than it was the century before. That would kind of tell me that uh, that uh, what happened in the 79th and 80th century internal combustion internal combustion is rather a very very late event in the overall warming of the planet
1: mhm, would you say i I'm- yeah I would agree with that a hundred percent mhm so <laughs> yeah you' I, don't, I mean so much of um yeah, I mean, there's so much that we've got right now, just in terms of look, you, you uh, have,
0: Dean. Dean, yeah. you brought up Rub- Rub- Rubik's cube. Yeah. Look at the territory. Look, look at the territory we've covered
1: in yeah. with <laughs> Rubik's
0: cube. <laughs>
1: I know. I mean, that's really something, isn't it? Yeah.
0: And it was yeah. all unpredictable. It was all unpredictable.
1: Yeah, this is infinite. There was absolutely
0: uh, no. There was absolutely no predictability to where we went with that conversation.
1: Hmm. Yeah. But delightful.
0: So, what's Evans' take on on you? You brought him up as a jumping off point uh, for well, just your that conversation.
1: Yeah, I mean that was. This, this I, I was, I was talking sharing about
0: thinking. Thinking yeah. about your thinking, I, I said I think. Yeah. What we like is that when I'm talking to you, I get to think about my thinking, and I mm-hmm. I think you feel the same.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that was what the, this was when I was uh, saying this to Eben. I put I've been talking about the this idea of the um, you know completed the levels of the um, stuff that are removed from the. Terminal result. That's and what I don't know. If terminal is the right word. what I'm saying is that everything. The reason that entrepreneurs are doing something is because what they're doing is going to help them do more of the thing that that provides revenue for their business. Right. <laughs> the, the end. The end result of it. that realtors are learning how to do websites, learning how to do Facebook, learning how to do all these things so that they get appointments with people who are ready to list their house or ready to buy a house, right? And all of those things go into that. They buy uh they, they can buy leads. They can buy coaching on how to generate their own leads. They can do All of these things, and but what I really think that the kind of next level um, opportunity is to deliver the actual results as a service. You know, like to Mm -hmm. deliver appointments with someone who wants to list their house or someone who Mm -hmm. wants to to buy a house. Because I'm really realizing that. In Cloudlandia, um, there's so much efficiency. In If you know how to do something and it is suitable for the doing of it from the cloud remotely on behalf of someone else where you can do and only do that thing but dispatch well, them, yeah. then there's a... Um, um, what I was saying, it's almost like um, it's sometimes it's less expensive to get the result for somebody than it is to have them give you money to show them how to get the result.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I mean, that's very clear. Yeah. Very clear. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's what I was saying uh, is that
1: coaching, uh, I'm I'm having, I'm starting to realize the things that coaching, um, you know, can work for, or the things where well, there's this other opportunity.
0: Uh, well, first of all, here's the thing does, um, going back to a concept that you introduced me to, um, that, uh, if coaching requires me to do more house. Yeah. Is that a good thing?
1: No, that's, that's what I'm saying is that that's, yeah, I think, where people.
0: coaching, Yeah. Coaching shows me how to get absolutely the right who for everything I want in life. Is, right. I'm, that's really, that's really worth a lot.
1: Yes. I think that's <laughs> really the, but I think that's really the thing. Like when you're thinking about that, it's not skill based, um, Coaching or things that are on the way to um, getting the result. Now, there's an interesting thing that there are some situations, if you're going to be a massage therapist, for instance, you're going to need to know how to be a massage therapist, that you're, you're equipping yourself with a capability that ultimately is going to be your the terminal. Result. Mm-hmm. To you.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, since I'm married to one,
1: ah. she
0: hasn't done, and she hasn't done it for 34 years.
1: Non-practicing. Um, yeah.
0: She's a non-practicing massage therapist.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, but without my relationship with her, I couldn't have built the company. And she said, "You know, I'm starting to get tired out from the, all this massage that I learned. And, but, Babs is a terrific massage therapist. I mean, she
2: was. Mm-hmm.
0: She had a top-notch clientele. She had, uh, you know, she had three three types of people. She had like um, uh, airline crews, you know, mm-hmm. you know pilots and uh, uh, flight crews, and yeah. she had uh, uh, dancers, ballet dancers,
2: who oh, wreak wow.
0: havoc, who wreak havoc on their bodies. Uh, ballet dancing is not recommended uh, for long life. Um, You do structural damage. And she had stunt stunt men who did stunts in movies. And these uh, are very stressful on the body, all three of these activities. And she was just known for kind of being a miracle worker. And uh, so she (laughs) she practiced I would say uh... She was probably doing it for about four years before I met her. And she Mm -hmm. continued doing that for four more years. So eight years. And -hmm. she said, you know, um, once you know it, you know it. And there's not really anything else to know. And and she says, and then um, people... Get a benefit from what you're doing for a couple of days, but then they go back to the activity which made the <laughs> back, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no progress. There's no progress. Yeah. And she said, um, "Your your hands get tired out. You're, you develop various maladies in your hands." Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. said, um, "Don't feel like doing this." And uh, so we teamed up to create Strategic Coach, and now she. Yeah, she loves what she does. She puts teams yeah. together. You know, she got the whole team together that took us from in person workshops to, you know, to virtual workshops. You know, huge, yeah. huge jump in capability and mm-hmm. everything like that. So, anyway, uh, all depends. Uh, you know, I think coaching, yeah, first of all, I, I totally agree. I've said, to many, that I think that coaching is to, to the 21st century what uh, management was to the 20th century. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it was the central role of industrialization was management, structure yeah. and management. But I think in Cloudlandia, uh, the, the structure is people's aspiration and. Their the aspiration is infinite. So the amount of coaching that you can have going along with people's aspirations is also infinite.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's, it's kind of, it's a really, um, that's been on my mind with the guiding my, uh, my VCR thinking yeah. sessions here of thinking about the, you know, to think about all the capabilities that, we have on tap. There's almost, you know, when you your capabilities are really just another, uh, I think it's a head start way of kind of thinking about who, um, because mm-hmm. if you can identify what capability you need, then your search comes yeah. for the who, but you have yeah. to be able to identify what capabilities would require. And that's where your, uh, vision, which fits so perfectly with ambition. You know, what's your ambition? And then what's your vision for that adds a layer of getting clear on the what's, the things that are needed to... It's really
0: interesting. uh, If you take ambition, uh, if it's lacking either creativity or cooperation, it's a limited ambition. But Mm. if the creativity and the cooperation are growing the ambition, uh, has no limits yeah creativity great creativity if it's lacking either ambition or cooperation it'll be a limited uh creativity very limited creativity but if both of those are growing both ambition and cooperation the creativity can be unlimited and the same thing for cooperation cooperation yeah. if the ambition or creativity is lacking it's it's, you know, restricted and limited cooperation. But if the other two are growing, um, it's so all three of them. And you, you could do the same with, I mean, vision capability. Anytime you take three capabilities, if you have two of them that are the contributors to the third and mm-hmm. all of them are growing, it just grows and grows and grows. Yeah. You can't do that. Uh, you can't do that on the mainland, but you can do it in Cloudlandia.
1: You know, it's the ultimate it's the uh yeah, you think about that's what the vision is taking and combining capabilities in unique ways to create a uh, a result. I mean not yeah. you know all the not since uh peanut butter and chocolate got together to describe to uh create a new capability called the Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh. That's a really Excellent. good. That's a yeah. really good combination of two capabilities. You got all the peanut butter people, and all the chocolate people thinking, yeah. "How are we going to sell more chocolate?" And the peanut butter people thinking, "How are we going to sell more peanut butter?"
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder that, how much peanut.
0: Ash. I wonder how much. I wonder how much peanut butter Reese's Cup sells. I bet it's uh, it's more than a lot of the peanut butter makers.
1: I wonder, you know. You think about. Do you remember the the advertising for the peanut butter cup when it first came out? The Mm-mm. the happy accident of you know somebody walking with chocolate and someone walking with their peanut butter and they bump into each other and the chocolate bar goes into the peanut butter and they go, hey, you got your chocolate on my peanut butter. Hey, you <laughs> got your peanut butter on my chocolate, and then they mm-hmm. taste it and. Collectively, they realize, wow, this goes really good together.
0: I didn't see that. That's great.
1: Serendipity.
0: I wonder if we get a hold of that. I think I'll get a hold of it because that, that explains creativity and innovation.
1: Yes. And a perfect collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that there's uh, without. And let me just give me one second, Dan, and I'm going to do a little quick search here. But I bet that on YouTube, I can find it. Uh, Reese's peanut butter cup look, original.
0: Look! Look! Look at this Cloudlandia demonstration we're performing right in front of
1: people's ears. Original ad. Let's see. Original ad. Vintage 80s Reese's Peanut Butter Cup uh, commercial 1972. There it is. I'm going to send you the link.
0: This is perfect. Yeah,
1: 1972. That's the – these are great. That was their message before is, hey, you got your chocolate in my peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's so good, right, that somebody – Saw that together, though. But what a great collaboration they've created. I love it. Yes, I will send that to you. And that's uh, but that's a good we have. What a, that's a great indication of uh, of looking, you know, because those were two siloed things. Right. That were both head down, trying to figure out how to do more of of. The other of, of uh, individual. Yep. Yeah. But hey, you bring the peanut butter. I'll bring the chocolate. Let's create yep. something new. And then we'll have a, a reach rocket. Yeah.
0: It'd be interesting to see how the Snickers went uh, went to, uh, together. Uh, well, I bet there were. I, know how I that bet happened. there were. I bet there were prior. Um, Subsets of Snickers before they, yeah. They there's a, um,
1: a of st- there's a great series on the History Channel called the Food That Made America, and yeah. one of the things was uh, you know Mr Hershey in uh, in Pennsylvania figured out how to make chocolate, and then Mr Mars in uh, in Michigan, I think, I don't know where they were, um, Mm. made, they add a malted, uh, um, you know, you would make malted milkshake.
0: Yep. Because it's the gold standard, like it's the center of the confectionery world and Snickers and everything else is positioned in concentric circles, like in the center circle is the Snickers bar. And then, in concentric circles are other confectionaries, and it's just based on sales numbers you know and uh over time, the snickers has been sitting there for you know more than a half a century. It's been sitting there in the center, and it's just got the right combination of just about everything and uh and uh you know when people think about coming up with a new candy bar. Um yeah um, it's how far away from the center are they with their candy bar. So there. Mm-hmm. All right. All right.
1: What a success.
0: That's all we could do a, today, Dean.
1: Yeah, that was a delightful we've, conversation. We've
0: done our be- we've done our we've done our best. Um no one can fault us with not doing enough. We did we did qu- Everything we could.
1: Everything we could. That's exactly right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All righty. <laughs> I'm, avail- I'm available I'm available two days after Christmas. Are you?
1: Me too. Of course. What else would All I Alright. Okay, Dan. Okay. Thanks, I'll talk to you soon.
0: Bye.